Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, Russ from My Hammers 11. Hope you're all safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing, hitting that bell icon so you're made aware of any time I put new content on. We will keep you going during the off season. Don't worry about that if you're West Ham fix. So make sure you hit the bell icon. Send it around to all your mates. We'll keep the West Ham community, the West Ham family going in this weird world we live in. Um, particularly when there's no football now. Um, loads of great guests, including today's guest, um, actor, but more importantly, Hammer. Uh, it's Tom Aldridge. How, how you doing, Tom? How's things? I'm all right, Russ. How are you, mate? I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you? You must be like bouncing off the wall at the moment, you know? Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit of a crazy time in in, uh, in my industry at the moment. I've been off since our, our show fit. Well, it, it it closed down when all the theatres closed down in March. Um, so yeah, and I think we're still. I think the the. The big sort of West End shows are probably still a, a fair old way away from reopening. So, yeah, I'm climbing the walls a little bit. Um, yeah. It's an odd, odd time. Yeah, it must be weird as well because somebody who's so used to feeding off a crowd and performing and now it's like you get that buzz every night and now you get yeah. like... Nada. And I didn't know how much I missed it, really, or, or how much I would miss it because... Um, I'd be, I, I, I'd sort of, um, I hadn't had a break for about four years, which is quite, I, I, like, through luck, basically. Yeah. Um, and um, so you, you kind of, uh, you know, you get into the, 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 the swing of it and you kind of forget, um, you know, exactly the, what the buzz is with it sometimes, you know, when you're doing the same thing every day. Not that I don't love it every day, but, um, but yeah, it wasn't until it stopped and then all of a sudden I was kind of like, you know, what do I do now? Sort of trying to perform to my kids and stuff like that just to get a just to get a laugh and even they don't laugh at me so um <laughs> do you yeah. do you in, in a, i always ask stupid questions but can you because you haven't done it for so long like the show can you remember your lines well this is the thing i was chatting um funnily enough uh the the guy who plays draco malfoy in my show yeah. came down to to leon c where i live um and we had a few um socially distanced pints by the sea and we cockles, were having this, yeah a few cockles absolutely and um 
we were having this conversation. He's he's been in it for four years, and I've been in it for three. And and we tried we we tried to sort of well, we we were kind of waxing lyrical a bit about the show and sort of saying, oh, you know that bit, and neither of us could remember our lines at all. Brilliant. Um, so I think you know, yeah, we, we'd certainly we'd certainly need a, a at least a week's rehearsal, I think, to um to get it all back in there. Yeah. But with our show, it's it's uh, there's an awful lot of technical stuff. There's an awful lot of uh, it's not just your lines. It's making sure you stand in the right place so that you don't get burned to death or fall down a trapdoor or something like that. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, there's a lot of things to remember. Well, I suppose it's like the footballers, isn't it? And they had like hundred days off or whatever, and then they had to yeah. have two weeks to get back, and then they still can kick a ball for, for toffee he took him until the uh yeah, it, first started, the t- it was like all the first halves just you might as well have oh, just written them off wasn't it god they're appalling you know and, and, and yeah. looking back at it now the obviously you know all the stuff we've with bournemouth now you know potentially yeah. you know yes you know, hawkeye that sort of innocuous thing you sort of go oh god silly old hawkeye like absolutely <laughs> and look at what it's cost them and you look at Look at when we went down and Sheffield United sort of had a had a pop yeah, at us. You yeah, know, yeah, this yeah. is this is so much worse. You know, because oh, yeah. Hawkeye and it, it kind of seemed indestructible, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. that was like the thing that you relied on. And it's yeah, I mean, it's cost Bournemouth, and yeah, it's terrible, oh, unbelievable. God. Well, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, Tom, it's not that bad because I mean, as I said, Leon C, you got the not, you got the C air, the estuary air. You know, I had to make. It's work. Do you know? I'd love to live in Leeds. Um, no, I, uh, I, you know, uh, actually, if I would, if I did, to be honest, I think I'd be about two stone heavier than I am now because <laughs> I'd be in Rossi's all the time because, like, yeah. God, yeah. we travel all the way to Church the other day on Saturday. Just my wife, like, just to get a Rossi's. And I was like, oh, get it in. No, it's got to be the soft scoop in the in the parlour. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like the soft scoop. I'll be honest, I find it a bit grainy. Anyway, right, um, yeah. but she loves it. Oh, God, I need to drive all the way back again. One, we've got a cracking one called Poco Gelato in oh, Leon C. In fact, my, I, I, got, um, I got my wife to take the kids down there now, so they're out of the house. Yeah. So they are, they are there right this minute. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a Rossi's man. I'm a Rossi's um, man. Yeah, they've been going absolutely. forever, haven't they? Rosses. They've been going for a long time. I mean, I, I'm, to be honest, I never really... Um, it's only since I've been married, my, I've been married to my wife that we really, really sort of knew about Rossies, to be perfectly honest. Um, okay, yeah. she's, she's a proper Rossies. Didn't there used to be a Rossies in Hornchurch? Like I, don't, I don't think it's a proper Rossies. Do you know oh, what I mean? Well. The thing is, that's what I always say to her. Look, he's, you know, he's the... No, it's got to be out of the tub. They do the tub thing, the spatch. That's what she has to have. So, uh, yeah, we've had many a row over that. But uh, okay. or, or or like a last minute dash, dash down the A one two seven to get there before it shuts. But uh, yes, yeah, anyway. But it, it, I mean, you know, it's um, yeah. We digress as we always do on this channel. But um, yeah, well, we've done free promotion for Rossi's and uh, gelato in in in, uh, in Yeah, we can get we can get free ice creams now, surely. Yeah, surely we'll just post it. We'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll post it to them, and I'm sure we'll uh, we'll get some get some vouchers. Um, but yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's the whole thing with, with what's going on at weird, and, and obviously football's weird. And uh, are you a are you a sort of crowd noise on or a crowd noise off type of guy? I'm a I'm a crowd noise on, um, mm. and I I think the first two games after after restart, I I had it had it off, if you pardon the expression. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I. Yeah, then I switched over because I just 
I just found it really depressing listening to it. I, I found it quite interesting, um, you know, hearing screams from the players and stuff like that. But but yeah, then I just I was like, no, I need I need the crowd noise on. So yeah, since then I've switched it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Well, I mean, uh, obviously at home games, it's crowd noise off because so I'm there. So, oh, yeah. But yeah, and it's like all you hear is journalists tapping, which is really weird. But uh, How yeah, is that crowd... weird. Really? Well, it's, it's weird. I'm just used to it now. I think I think it's gonna be weird when people are back in there now, because it's like okay. I'm so used. I'm so used to like parking outside the ground, like, like literally by the stadium along the yeah. concourse bit. I'm so used to doing that. I think they're privileged, but I, think I just like to park and like, well, like for two minutes and I'm there. But no, it's weird. It's strange. Um, you, you do get used to it a bit now. Um, it's nice because you get to sort of have a chat with people a bit more. It's a little yeah. bit less, a little bit more relaxed. Um, yeah. Particularly at half time, I can go to the toilet. I never, I, I, I never go to the toilet at half time because we always have some some game on or, or some you know half time entertainment. So it's nice going yeah. for a wee. Um, apart from that, it's um, yeah, it's just pretty much the same. I mean, I sit in that box anyway and don't really yeah. see anyone from four hours before kick off until about an hour afterwards. So I'm pretty used to it now, but. Uh, I'd be glad when there's people in there. Anything back from the from the crowd and stuff. When you... No, I usually feel. I usually can feel because that's that that whole room is made of steel. I can feel the vibrations of the fans on yeah. the floor, and that's when I know when it's loud because we haven't we haven't got any monitors or anything really in there, so I kind of know how loud it is in the ground, um, and I know, I can judge how loud it is because I can feel it on the floor. And if it's really rumbling, I know it's too loud, and if it's not, I know it's not <laughs> loud enough. Um, but yeah, it's a bit weird and. Yeah, it's. I like to look out and see just fans, and obviously there's no one there, and it's just strange. And yeah. and you have how many millions of pounds worth of players playing football, and you're and there's no one there to watch them live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is weird, but um, they need to get some people back. And I just think I think some atmosphere is better than no atmosphere. I don't um, understand why they. Yeah, I mean, you could you could still have a fair few thousand people and be socially distanced. Surely, yeah, in the, in the, yeah, no, in totally, the, and I think actually that's one good thing for the stadium is yeah. it is easier because it is, is a modern stadium. Yeah. There's no way you could do it at Upton Park. There Absolutely no not. Just no. getting there, do you know what I mean? Getting there is so tight, and there's so much space in in there's yeah. so much space, and yeah, the transport links and stuff like that. It's there we go. That's the reason why we moved. There we go. Oh, Foresight. They knew he was going to get a pandemic, like five year, four year seasons of his afterwards. And uh, yeah, no, it's just, yeah. I tried doing it the other day, me and one of the guys, we tried spacing it out. And um, okay. I imagine it's going to be the same as, as the theatre when they get back. Yeah. It'll have to be done in hubs, won't it? It can't be done in individual spaces because obviously, you know, you'll be your, you know, say you went with your daughter and your daughter's two metres away. No, 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 no. That's not going to work. It'll have yeah, to be done in social bubbles. Bubbles of people that you can have, and, and you know, I suppose it depends how how big those bubbles can be. But mm. yeah, I think until you can have until you can have a, a theatre that's two thirds full, mm. I don't think I, I can't see how theatres can return before that. Because it's really. the same. It's the same as the football is. It must be the same as you, Tom, in terms of like if you've got like a, a really really switched not switched on that sounds really cheesy, but like a really up for it crowd, you yeah. must feed off that. Same as the football. Absolutely, line. yeah. Yeah, yeah, completely. And you can usually, I mean, to be fair, you you can usually hear it and feel it before before the show even goes up, just by like the 
the electricity when you're in the wings before it happens. And that's that's what I really miss. Yeah. That's magic when you're waiting in the wings and waiting for the show to start. Um, but uh, but yeah, when you've got a switched and and they need to be quite switched on for our show because it's an awful lot to, to take in. Yeah. It spans an awful lot of time. So um so yeah, I really miss that. Yeah, I really miss it. Yeah, and it, I suppose it's I've got fun. a chair, by the way, that keeps making noises. It's not me farting. Uh, a proper squeaking chair. Oh dear. Well, there you go. That's one. That's one thing you need to get when, when I get an IKEA and, uh, and buy a new chair. But no, it's. It, it, I know what you mean. I know. I can. I can totally understand that. Particularly even more with the, with the Harry Potter lot because they're just, you know, crazy people. Absolutely. I mean, they're, they're, so. yeah, there's incredible fans of of Harry Potter and and. Um, their knowledge of it is is yeah. incredible. Um, so yeah, we we really need to be on it as well. Yeah, no, totally. No, I can get that. Anyway, we don't talk about Harry Potter anymore or anything like that, or theatres or, or what's happening. Let's talk about exactly. Let's talk about the past because that's that's the whole point. All the clever, but all the you know, Geo and Gonzo and Nicky, they do all the and Stell and I'm probably forgetting other people, but apologies. They they do all the nost- they do all the current stuff and moaning yeah. about everything. We do nostalgia. That's why we're Absolutely. different. And um, so for you, to, you know, the first question I ask everyone when they come on yeah. is obviously you've got the shirt on. Um, yes. Why West Ham? Why is it your club? What's your story? I, I think there's probably a lot of us that we we didn't have a choice really. Um, and for for me, I was. Um, I was a West Ham fan before I knew anything about football. You know, yeah. it was just kind of that's what you are. You know, you, you're asked at school, and I, you know, so I was a West Ham fan long before I can remember any players. You know, that was just my team, and I um I was brought up. I had this one wonderful kind of functional dysfunctional family with me and my mum and uh, me granddad or my papa as I called him and my nan and we we all lived together, and uh, my grandparents my 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 granddad my papa he, he was from um barking from ripple road same road as bobby moore yeah, um, yeah. And my nan was proper proper east end like had to be had to be pulled out the rubble in the in the war where oh, a house was um so it was just i didn't have a choice and um so yeah my granddad properly got me into into football and it, he was a, a diehard west ham fan so yeah since i was born really and then it was i suppose it was around I was about eight years old. It was that that incredible summer of 1990 when when I really became properly aware of football and yeah. prop, that's my first proper memory of football. And then and then uh, yeah, since then I've I've kind of um, been obsessed with West Ham. Yeah, since then you just hooked. Isn't it? Yeah. it just gets into your clothes, doesn't it? More than anything, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It's like that, you know, when you have like a when you have like an aftershave which you haven't used for a while and then you open up it's like me and my car because you don't drive a fucking car anymore do you i open my car and i was like oh god that smells lovely and it's like my aftershave but i it's like an old old, smell you can't get again it's just like that and uh it is it's all memories and that's i mean that's the whole thing about i mean do you remember your first game at upton park i do yeah my first game was um it was the old um what was coca-cola cup back then i think it was and it was um yeah, I suppose I was quite late to go into my first game, and it was against uh, Walsall. We drew one-one, and it was when uh, I think it was Walsall. It's when Ian Bishop scored that great goal where he, he oh yeah won the ball like halfway line, then ran it and ran it and then smashed it in the corner. Uh, so that was my that was my first that was my first game. Um, yeah, and I'll always remember it. I just kind of remember the 
the the smell which was pretty pretty horrible but at the same time it's like you're you're after not that your aftershave is horrible it's savage it's savage I, I, I was going to say as as worn by johnny depp but in present times i don't think we should mention him anyway can no, imagine not. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'll always remember that smell like the, you know the, the kind of damp pies that's yes. kind of how i remember it you know yeah, that yeah. And it was one of those nights it was a it was a nighttime game and it was yeah i'll always remember that smell and uh yeah so that was my first game loved it yeah yeah, yeah. and you're right it's funny it's like when, when i talk to people and ask about their first game they're very much Oh, and it's not, they don't necessarily talk about the football straight away. It's always like, yeah, and it's the memory and it's the smell and it, walking down Green Street. And it's, you know, it, and yeah. it's, it's true. And it's, 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 I would love to bottle that burger smell that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, exactly. The thing is, everyone Absolutely. knows exactly what it is. Yeah. It's cheap yeah. mixed meat, exactly. mystery meat burgers. And it's like, yeah. you just don't get that anywhere else yeah. apart from at West Ham. It's not because you particularly want to eat it. No. It just, it's synonymous with happy times synonymous yeah. with it's that smell and then and then it's with a with a slight odor underneath of cut grass that sort of yeah. you know you're like, after the game that sort of ah, it's that's like brilliant. you know odor up to park um but uh yeah i just that's the smell i can never every if and randomly you get it if you walk past a really cheap burger you know like a cheap fish and chip shop and it just brings me back it's like the other day yeah. i was talking to I can't remember, I was talking to my wife and we were saying, oh, I'm just going to just gonna pop to Urkens. And I was like, I haven't been Urkens for about 10 years. Where did that come from? I was going to own my cod in Ornchurch. There's another plug. There's another plug. Oh my cod, yeah. now. Um, my down that road where I own my cod is. Oh, every Friday. I'm there every Friday. Literally oh, phone up, phone up. They know my voice. The Queen's Fish Bar, didn't it? Yeah. It changed. Yeah, yes. Do you know this is this this part, this this episode is probably interesting for about five people who live in the whole church <laughs> Leon area. But I don't care. But uh, no, it's, it's tricky. Yeah, yes, I I go in and um, yeah, straight up. You know, it's all ready for me. I get a special yeah. order. But yeah. uh, but it's true. It's like, I don't know. It's just things like it's weird. I must have smelt that smell earlier in the day, and it's popped urcans in my head. Yeah, and oh, it's it's funny isn't it, when you see it, and, you just, and it's always West Ham memories. It's, I never have any memories like that for anyone else. So it's no. like West Ham memories. It's really weird. <laughs> it's like you yeah. blink. I, I, was, I was talking to a guy the other day. He said I don't really remember how I started supporting West Ham, but I blinked and I was a season ticket holder for twenty five years, and I was like, That's "Yeah, amazing. it's That's so amazing. true." Yeah, it's so true. I don't remember it smelling, and I don't actually remember seeing anyone no. smoking cigars, but I always remember it smelling of cigars as well. Mm. Like particularly down in, you know, before you went up, before you went up the steps, yeah. there was always that smell of cigars, which was, uh, yeah, I loved that smell. Yeah, no, I get that smell reminds me. And again, another deviation. That, that smell always reminds me of old school Twickenham when you used to go to see the rugby. Because um, yeah. they used to they used to hand. I was I was very very posh. No, yes, I was. <laughs> I was before I lived in Hornchurch, living in Loughton. So there we go. Um, right. So um, yeah, but they used to hand out Hamlet miniatures. I remember that. Me, me along the road, and you could just that smell just reminds me of Hamlets. And yeah. I, used to, I used to remember when I was young, when I was just started my, my first job, my boss smoked Hamlets. And so I started smoking Hamlets 
to be like my boss. It's the only I never I've never smoked a cigar in my life, cigarette rather. But for some reason, I smoked them on a Friday at the pub with him. <laughs> anyway, do you know what? It's, it's a it's a cathartic process. This this Absolutely, is so mate. Absolutely, just, I'm feeling better gushing. already. Guys. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I wish I had a pint. You know, but yeah. uh, no, it's, it's the type of thing. Um, so so obviously, you know. Being a West Ham fan, you know, thick and or not thick, not much thick, but mainly thin rather than thick. Um, you must have had some highlights or some or some things, some memories which stick in your mind, particularly obviously going with your family and stuff. That uh, yeah, I mean, like, um, you know, derby wins, yeah. were, you know, good ones. I just can't. There's one. I've got one. Like, I've got one season. That I just I, I particularly kind of feel like it was this incredible season, even though even though we only we only finished like eighth, and I think we got to the FA Cup semi. But well, yeah, absolutely. But it felt in, it felt incredible. It was when Redknapp was in charge. Yeah, um, and it it was that real tra- it was that real transition where we had some of the old guard was was there, yeah. but we also had like Rio and Lampard and all that coming through, and it just felt like a really exciting time to be a West Ham fan. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's 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 kind of where I hark back to is that season. It I think it was like ninety ninety eight or ninety yeah. maybe that ninety seven ninety eight season, and we still had some of we still had like you know Dixon, um, people like that there. I think Ludo was still there as well. Um, but yeah, but we had this exciting talent coming through, and you know we got to the semi final of the cup and. Yeah, that's kind of where I hark back to, like happy times. Well, it's true. I, someone mentioned to me, and I've mentioned on a video before, that people, it, it's been, I don't know, some scientist or whatever, that your favourite type of music was when you was 15 and 16. Right. Yeah. And I think that's true with football as well. Yes. So, so getting a rough idea, you're similar age to me, I think, maybe slightly younger. Or but Absolutely. I think that's yeah. that's probably literally, because that's the same, my era was that era and yeah. as well. And that's the one I enjoyed the most. And I think maybe because I was 15 or 16, 17. Um, that era, yeah, 90, 96 to like 99 was like yeah. my era that I just romanticise about. Yeah, me um, too. Yeah, I remember sort of hanging out down Upminster Park, having a snog down Upminster Park and then running to watch Euro 96. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's like, those were the days. Those were the days, my friend. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. And and But that what that era was just so funny because it just was so entertaining and, you know, you didn't know what team was going to turn up and you had a few nutters yeah. and you had, you know, random foreigners would turn up and... <laughs> You know what I mean? It was just like it was a it was a true East End. So it was East Enders. It did feel a bit like it really was, wasn't it? Yeah, these subplots. I wanted to ask you. I wanted to ask you. Whatever happened to Hugo Porfirio? I don't know. Don't I know. Love and once again, it might just be because that was like my romantic time. Yeah. I loved Porfirio. I remember him. Oh, I just loved him. Absolutely loved him. But I don't I know, know what. What's that for happened to? What's that happened to? You know, we do we. Nine, ninety. He's born quite close to my birthday. Uh, not, not. He was a bit older than me. But uh, where has he gone now? Uh, let's have a look. He, he left. His, he was a scouting. He was. Oh, this is exciting content for everyone watching me read. Um, but he uh, in two thousand February two thousand twelve. He was named by manager Ricardo da Sapinto as part of the backroom staff for Sporting Lisbon. Left okay. his post, but he left um, in. April 2013. So he's just gone off the radar for seven oh, years. Oh, right. Well, there you go. 
I loved okay, him. Poor Fido. God bless I remember him. When, he, when he was playing behind Ian Dowie, that season when Ian Dowie, I don't think he scored. He scored an own goal, didn't he? With yeah. his head that year, Ian Dowie. And I think, I don't think he scored any others. I can't remember now, but I, I just love Porfirio. I was, I was obsessed with him. Yeah, he, I mean, he was another of those players. He played like 23 games. You know, he probably played more games than Tevez. But, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and obviously, some people, he's, he's obviously famously remembered for when we played, what was it, Wrexham away, and he'd never seen snow before. Yes. And, <laughs> you know, uh, what type of crap were we bringing in that time? Do you know what I mean? It's like, never yeah. seen snow. It's like, you yeah. know. I mean, he's Portuguese. It's not like you know, but um, no, yeah, that's that's half the fun, and that's why we do the channel because like you get random players like that come up, and then you just start having a discussion about them, and, yeah. and people go, "Oh God, yeah." And actually, it's whether you know what I quite like is that's why I like interviewing different generations of fans because you know, for you and me, we never would have heard of Johnny Ayres, or you might have done for your dad, it's like Johnny Sissons and, and, and John Charles, and, and they're all called John, it seems, John Bond, yeah. John Bond uh, and all these type of players, and um, it gives them that sort of moment to shine again, and particularly for our era, you know, Hugo Porfirio, you know, and Paolo Futre and people like that. I mean, Paolo Futre, like bloody Steve Jones put him in his 11, because uh, he's got a great story of Paolo Futre, and... Um, I should. Do you know what? The amount of times I just give the story away. I should. Just, I should just say, watch it here. But I can't be bothered. Um, and then yeah. link it. Yeah, but um, Porfirio. Um, you know, uh, Futro. Futro yeah. When they used when they used to do the um, cross country runs at the beginning of the uh, down Hainault Park, Hainault yeah. Forest Park. Um, they all turned up, and then this limousine pulled up. And the window went down, and as you go, and then there was Palo Futre smoking a cigar with these like with these like dark sunglasses on. <laughs> he flits the cigarette out of the window, got out. He was all in kit, took his glasses off. I think he ran for about 15, 20 minutes, got back in the limo, went off. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and that's why Jonah put him in because he went, that's brilliant. Absolutely. He's yeah, like, I love him. But yeah. Anyway, let's go to your 11, Tom. So yes. that was a clever segue. Um, sure. So, so the idea being is, you know, it's the only rule is you have to be alive to see them play. You can pick whoever yeah. you want, whatever you want, whoever you want. Some people have a theme, some people don't, it doesn't really matter. It's just about players that mean something to you. Um, so for, for the Tom 11, um, who would be between the sticks? Who's going to be your hands, your safe pair of hands? Probably the simplest uh, decision for me uh, on this on this eleven, and that's um, Ludo Maclosco. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of um, it felt like it felt like he was always at West Ham from the yes. moment I started. I, I remember I remember when I first really got into West Ham, and I used to just memorise all the players, and Ludo was our keeper. And then it kind of felt like he was our keeper until I was an adult, yeah. which I think it probably was. Like, probably I think was, I, yeah. I think I was at, at yeah, I was like a, a secondary school when he finally retired. And he was, but he was our keeper until then. And um, and he was just phenomenal. And I loved him. And I loved the chant that went with him. Yeah. Ludo McClough, I come from New Moscow. That's how he introduced him. himself to people for many years. Is it really? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, famous. I can't. Someone mentioned it. That's how he introduced himself. I'm Ludo Vakloska. I do not come from them. That's it, because he was Czech, wasn't he? 
Oh, oh, hello, we're back. We're back. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so anyway, so as I said, Ludo, so that's what he did. So yeah, so he introduced himself. Yeah, I'm Ludo Classico, I come from near Moscow. I don't I don't come from near Moscow. Come from Moscow. Yeah, I was I was uh I was really sad when I heard that he actually didn't come from New Moscow. Yeah. I suppose it was pretty obvious because he had a Czech flag next to him, so I should have really just done my geography, but <laughs> But no one does, it doesn't rhyme. As Tony Gale said, um, Ludwig McCloskey, I come from near Prague. It doesn't work. So, uh, very true. Very too. Very too, Reg. But yeah, he was, yeah. Good, he was good fun. Good fun, Ludwig yeah. as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's a nice guy. And um, I think, yeah, I think you're right. He, for like, our era, he was like our, the, our definitive keeper because most That's other keepers, good. Robert Green, three or four seasons. I mean, you know, David James, I love seasons. Green as well. You know, I am. I, um... I know that you know some people got different opinions of him, but I I felt that that season when we stayed up when we had Tevez and yeah. Tevez the last guy, I thought Robert Green was just as important in that, in those mm-hmm. final final eight eight games or whatever it was that we stayed up as was Mark Noble. I thought those three kept you really mm-hmm. kept up. Mm-hmm. So I loved Robert Green and really wanted him to. I was gutted for him when he when uh you know he finally kind of got in in England and then. Yeah. let that terrible golf you know underneath him but um but yeah for me it was it was simple ludo yeah yeah ludo 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 right okay um you go for your team as you want to man you can okay. do as you want man um right back should we go right yeah, back? Go on. yeah sounds good mate. so right back for me my 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 defense is quite old school um yeah and um uh so right back i kind of i uh I went back. I went back and back and back to find a, a, a person who kind of nailed down that right back spot, yeah. um, which we all know as you know hasn't been our, our most successful position, um, certainly of recent years. Um, and uh, you know, I, I, I personally wasn't a, a huge fan of Lucas Neal. I thought you know, and at the time he was on like such a huge amount of money. I know a lot of people have said that he was a fantastic captain and. But I wasn't his, I wasn't his biggest fan. Um, and I basically kept going back and back. I know Ian Pierce played quite a few games at right back as well as well, even though he said about I loved Ian Pierce. Mm. And in the end I went right back to my first my first right back, which was Tilly Breaker. Yeah. Um, and he was another one like Ludo. He was he was just our right back. And and he was for me was the last person that just nailed that spot down and there was no question. Um so yeah, for me, uh, Tim Breaker, um, yeah, long serving. Yeah. He's my right back. Yeah, and you're right, and he's um, he, uh, you and it's actually quite funny now because because you've had time to like reflect and, and look at old games and stuff like people do because they get a bit you know a bit bored of Tiger King and whatnot, and um, <laughs> or oh, what's the. Oh, some, it's all Australian ones at the moment. My wife's watching. It's like, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, watch oh, Tiger King. Oh yeah, watch that. Yeah, smash. We smashed that one. But that yeah. one. but but it's all Australian stuff, like, like Australian Love Island and Australia. My wife started watching it. Oh, Australian Love at First Sight. Or married at First Sight. Oh god. And they're like out. Absolute rubbish on the telly, isn't it? They're like, oh god, I just, oh, I, I'm crying out for an, an, an EastEnders or something that's not a repeat or. Yeah. It's no, true, isn't it? It's a repeat because I've only I've only done a couple, but if I can get some royalty checks for it at the moment, that'd be really handy. No, yeah. actually, I'm dying for an EastEnders repeat. <laughs> Come on, BBC, let's put a plug in for BBC. them as well. My third role on it now. 
trying to get a few of them on there, but we'll see. Um, no, it's uh, uh, yeah, but anyway, um, I can't really talk about. Yes, yeah, so they're looking at the football. That's it, West Ham. Um, yeah. So you're looking at the old stuff. Um, I, I I really underappreciated Tim Breaker as a player when I was young because yeah. you're same age. You're very similar to me. You know, yeah. we didn't really. He was just in the team. Well, he was in the team, right back, not yeah. very glamorous position at the time. He didn't really appreciate it, but no. And I, I told him that when I interviewed him. I did, I, he probably didn't, yeah, he probably didn't give a shit what I said, but I just said, I'm sorry, because I didn't appreciate <laughs> you when you was a... And he was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> next question. But, um, yeah, I like uh, Tim Bray. You're right. We haven't been blessed with right-backs. No. Um, goalkeepers, yes. Left-backs. Johnson probably would have gone on to be incredible if he stayed and played some more games for us. Mm. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, I'm... Potentially, Mr. Johnson is 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 looking like an absolute worldy potential right back or, or left back or yeah, in terms of when they play him, you know, in terms of yeah, ben, yeah, Ben Johnson, yeah, absolutely, think, yeah, and yeah. you know, we had we had quite a good run with a previous Johnson before that, not Roger, but I mean Glenn, yeah, um, and so yeah, I think he's you can see where they've gone a bit, not the whole sort of Ingakia situation, yeah, that was, that was odd. But you can see why, because if because I just think Johnson's a much better player. Just yeah. seems a lot more about him, and he's got the physical presence as well. He's a I don't see him as a left back or a right back. That's a, that's, that's the thing. thing. You don't know. And Gakia on the right, and and, and Johnson that would, on the left. That would have been nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the fact that they played him on left back against Villa the other day. You superb, I thought. I thought he was brilliant, but yeah. you've always got that issue when you're playing a left back on a, a right footed player on the left, you know, cutting yeah. inside. But he played very well, and um, it could be a sign of things to come. You don't know. I mean, you know, yeah. but although I was reading today, Southampton want Fredericks and stuff, so who knows what's going to happen in the next few weeks. But um, yeah, no, Timmy Breaker, we'll put Timmy in. Uh, you carry on, Tom. Who are you going to go for next, man? Well, on the subject of left backs, I'll go with my, my left back, and that yeah. was another easy one for me Julian Dix. Yeah. Julian, Julian, Julian. God I think him. you knew that was coming before I even said it, didn't you? Well, I did set up Raz Van Rat just in case. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> but yeah, Julian, yeah. He's the man, isn't he? He's Julian was just another one. He was our, he, he was, uh, he was our left back when I first got into supporting West Ham. And he, and he, yeah, he was just, I just utterly loved him as a, as a player. Hmm. I, I, you know, I was a, a rubbish player, but I, 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 I played a lot of sort of Sunday league and Saturday league football and I was a left back and I, I'm pretty certain I was a left back because of Julian Dix. Yeah. Um, I, I just adored him. And that season when, when, uh, when I think he ended up like he was, if he wasn't our top goal scorer, he was one of them because he scored all those free kicks when he and Dowie was up front. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he was everything. He was just everything. He just epitomised West Ham. And I, I just loved him. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Loved I him. I scored right. one of those. Um, I went and did the uh, uh, one of the old legends audience yeah. with uh, at South End recently, and it was uh, it was Trevor Brookin and Tony Tony Gale was was uh, comparing it. Uh, uh, Dixie was there as well, and Tony Cotty, and and uh, some of Dixie's stories are brilliant. Yeah. You know when he, when he was over at um, Hainault running and and he got on a got on a. He, Got on a milk cart and managed to um, managed to get out of it's running. True. Yeah, it's true. And it, you talk to the ex-players, and the stories are true. He would go and get a, a can of Coke and a Mars bar, yeah, and then go and play 
90 minutes. And I think that's why I think people love Julian Dix, because he wasn't, from his physique, he wasn't a polished, yeah. he wasn't uh, um, Antonio or no. uh, Adama Traor. He's not, you know, he, he was like a normal bloke. Um, and he's the type of person you could see, not his skill, but the type of build, playing Saturday, Sunday league football. Absolutely. And you always had that in the back of them. You know, if he if he that I could I could do it, obviously. You <laughs> exactly. But you know what I mean, and I think he was just so relatable. Yeah, he was. But then, but then at the same time, he was all uh, he was also technically a lot better than people kind of gave yes. him credit. He wasn't yeah. just a hard man, you know. He was no. left foot of his was incredible. Yeah, you know, and he got a move to Liverpool, you know. And I think it was I think it was shocking he never got an England call up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, really, really, really sad. Yeah, but, but and, and I think that's that has always been a, an issue with West Ham, you know, until maybe until Declan's come along, it has yeah. always been an issue with West Ham. And yeah. you see, you know, even before our time, you had, you know, the Bonzies of this world, um, yeah. Phil Parks, Alvin, yeah. Alvin Martin. Although he played eighty six, you know, he, he got dropped for that game yeah. against against yeah. Argentina, yeah. and yeah. you know, and so it's 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 funny how these, but it happens more often than not, particularly from this channel when you're going through the list of players who haven't played for England you're like how like, even Mark Noble you know how's Mark Noble not got you know bloody Lalana's got you know, Absolutely. Some, you know and Especially when Southgate you know Southgate was was coach of those under 21s for such a long time and and Mark Noble did all of those tournaments yeah. captain got them through to the final as captain and just never even got one chance in the full team I I've I think it's a travesty, personally. It is. It is. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so Julian's in. <laughs> Julian's in. Let's go set the backs then, Thomas. Here we go. Set the backs. Um, Alvin Martin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Alvin. It was. It was quite. He's one of the. He's one of the players from that kind of era when we were really good that I don't yeah. remember, like the '86. Yeah. You know, all, all around that time. But he was still there and still doing it when I first yeah, got yeah, into, yeah. into football. So, um, so yeah, Alvin Martin for me was, um, and and also kind of going back to what we were just saying, he was, he was an England international, you know, yeah. and that just didn't happen at West Ham, you know, yeah. and so it was kind of for a long time, Alvin Martin was our England international, even though even after he'd been dropped, you know, it's like yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Alvin Martin, you know. Um, so yeah, I loved him, and I loved his, his affiliation with West Ham and and um, and the East End. And yeah, I know he's, he's he's not from the East End, but he played for the Orient and and then South End near me. And um, yeah, I loved him, Alvin Martin. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. My... And that's the only one. And that it's funny. It's like I was talking to someone the other day, and we were talking about Alvin Martin and, and um, how he. It, he it's one of those plays that he'd probably get one of the plays that he'd get starstruck if he walked past yeah like still now cool. and i yeah. do that because he's, he's his grandson goes to my daughter's school oh, really and he, in the same year and sometimes yeah. like granddad alvin would picking up the boy it. and it's like that's how it might and, and yeah. my my daughter's like who that's only uh i won't name the kid's name but it's only to his, to his dad granddad i was like Big Alvin Martin. Alvin Martin. Though, like I, get, I get really starstruck. I never get starstruck over actors. Like no, that's your profession. So yeah, footballers. Um, I remember I bumped into Julian Fulbert in Lakeside once and nearly weed myself. Love him. Julian, him. I love Julian. You know, yeah. I get so starstruck over footballers. I really do. 
Yeah, no, I do as well. Like, I've got you. I think some people just like that. You know, I'm got my wife. We'd be walking around, and I'll be like, oh, 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 oh. You know, like that. Not all the time, but I'll be popping out yeah. it, and she's just oblivious to it. And it's like, yeah. and uh, yeah, no, it's. Uh, I know what you mean. It's like with football. I'm, I'm, I've always been like it with footballers, and having been working in the club, it's like you know, you don't. It's weird, but. Yeah, even more so since you moved to London Stadium because you don't... I used to go in the same entrance, so I used to sort of share a lift with James Collins or whatever. Yeah. Now it's like, now it's like you know, if you don't really see him. And, but because they're all in the press box now, it's like the other day, like Don, Don Hutchinson was there and I was like, oh my God. Brilliant. And I was going, oh, I need to go and talk to him because I want to get him on the channel. And I didn't because I, I bottled it. But um, I, just, I would text him. I would rather go up to him. But uh, yeah. I know what you mean. It must be. The same. I can imagine that with actors because it's like it's your profession, isn't it? So it's like, yeah. Unless yeah. it was a big, big like a De Niro, I'd imagine. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but I mean, we've had we've had some we've had some massive actors come and see the the show. Of course, and it's, so, yeah. It's it's a really popular one, especially sort of American big sort of yes. American stars come over and they want to see Harry Potter, and it's you know it's lovely to meet them, really lovely. But I don't get starstruck like I do over yeah. over seeing. Julian Fulbear in Lakeside. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. There was something like I was talking to a guy, Nigel King, who's a lovely guy, and yeah. um, and he uh, he he was going for his team. He went, oh, I met him. I saw him in Blue Water. I saw him in Blue Water, and I said, "Do you, do you just like have you got a tent in Blue Water?" And just like <laughs> well, he met, I met Billy Bonds in Marks and Spencers. But but that's the idea of this scene because everyone says their own story. I mean, Julian Fulbear is that? Yeah, I mean, I remember when I used to work for what was it it was a it was probably Safeway at the time yeah. uh, in La- in Loughton and all the players lived in Loughton so yeah. you'd see Shaka Hislop because he's he was like taller than all the all the stands um I I remember once serving uh Samasi Abu he was trying oh. his shopping do you know <laughs> do you know what I mean and, and it's just like I love all that story and you don't get that anymore now no. players are like uber you know like, like lanzini's or whatever they live in canary wolf in some you know god no you know penthouse suite yeah. you don't get that interaction that you do that you used to nowadays that you see when i back in the day and i think that's sad because like as you said you're bumping into julian Fulbert in in lakeside it's brilliant and yeah. uh and and it just they just seem to be now the, the everything's so uber professional you don't get that anymore um no, which is a real no, shame no, it's really but it's, it is really sad i mean particularly like for your daughter and like my daughter's similar ages you won't get that where you you know as i said you know you know mcdonald's and sebastian Haller comes in for a big mac it won't happen it won't. the big mac you know obviously it's but um no it's it's, it's a sad I thing can but... imagine antonio going out and about though i can imagine if there's any you know i can imagine him you yeah know, I yeah. think it, I think, but I think it's, I think it is, you know, not, I think it is based on the more British based players. I, th- I think, you know, you're, you're right. I could see, you can see Declan Rice in Anandos, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> that's great. That, that's a new section of the, of the show. We're like, you know, yeah, this player eating. yeah definitely, definitely Nando's. And, um, and, and I would say probably Jared Bowen and Nando's. Yeah. He Although he likes a sheesh, he likes a sheesh in Chigwell based on his uh, Alan Sugar's place, based on Instagram. Um, but yeah, so but takeaway, I think. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Mark Noble, Nathan's pie and mash. Oh yeah, of course. Pie and mash, 
finals. Yeah, yeah. KFC, I think mm, KFC. I reckon I reckon you'd be looking at someone like hmm, that's a good one. KFC. Probably I reckon a Diop or someone like that. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, it's well, like yeah. it's yeah, a global yeah. chain, but it's chicken and, and I can yeah. see yeah. I couldn't see him down chicken cottage. No, absolutely. Yeah. No, I I it's <laughs> brilliant. Exactly. And obviously Egg Bonner in a Pizza Express. Yes. Oh, superb, yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I do. I think he's been great. I love I love Eggborn. Anyway, back to back to the scene. Sorry, you digress. I do apologise. <laughs> no, no, I like it. I think it's a new section of the game. Right, yeah. okay. Uh Alvin Marty, okay, next centre back. Sorry, we need another centre back. We well you just mentioned him, James Collins, my my next centre back. Oh, yeah. Um and that's kind of he's my he's my first player of like the modern era. Yeah. Um, and I suppose it's more a kind of romantic entry, uh, just because we all love him, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I think he was he was everything that a West Ham fan loves. You know, yeah. he, he properly wears his heart on his sleeve, puts himself about, gives his absolute all. He's a character. Um, and it, it kind of it, it never really felt like he was he was first choice on no. either of those really. really. Yeah. Um, but I always wanted him to be, and I think you know there was a lot of us like that. But yeah, I loved I love James Collins. Um, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, and I've, I've thought that that actually the spell that he had in between when he went to was it Villa and he, it was yeah. him and Richard Dunn, wasn't it? And they were superb together. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah. And then so when he came back, I was really excited to have him back. Mm. And and still he didn't get a proper run in the team, but yeah, I I just adored him. He definitely yeah. came back. I def I, I don't remember. I be honest. I don't remember him. The first uh, spell. First well, it was Gabidon, wasn't it? Because Danny mm. Gabidon and, and and him arrived around about the same time. Yeah, that's and they were both Welsh players. But mm. it was Gabidon that was the kind of first choice centre back, if I, oh. I if I remember rightly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he was always on the peripheral, but mm. uh, but yeah, I don't remember him being. I don't remember being gutted when he left the first no. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was saying. Absolutely gutted when we didn't offer him another contract. Yeah, yeah I think everyone was. I mean, yeah, particularly yeah. the players by the sounds of it. But yeah. you know, yeah, but he, he came back and he came back a better player. Obviously, him playing with Richard Dunn, he came back as like the chiselled veteran. Do you know what I mean? He had, yeah. he, had a, he had like a bald head, and you know, we love yeah. players who've got bald heads. Um, yeah. James Collins, I could see uh, at the older uh, seafood place down your. I reckon I could see him eating there with like like a real nice like one of those green jackets with a, with a flat cap. Eating yes. some winkles. Yeah, having a, having a couple of works. Yeah, I could just see him doing that because he's, I mean, he's still, still is around the area and stuff. So, right. uh, right. yeah, I'll have, a, we'll have a word. All right, okay, that's James Collins. That's your defence, right? Let's, let's go into uh, going to midfield. Who are you going to start with then, Tom? Okay, so I'll go, uh, I'll start with left midfield. Yeah. Um, and I know, it, I know it wasn't his desired position, but, um, but he played there a bit for us and a bit for England. And he's one of my favourite players ever. Um, and it's Trevor Sinclair. Ooh, I Trevor. absolutely love Trevor Sinclair. He's one of my favourite ever players. Wherever he was playing, I loved him. Yeah. I thought he was fantastic. Ever since that overhead kick he got I was like, who is yeah. he? He's incredible. Um, and when he came to us, he came to us in that kind of exciting time as well, when he was, yeah. he was another one of those who was around... When some of the old guard were there, but we were bringing through Rio and Lampard and Sinclair came in around about that time. And um, 
and, and that, that cross for Di Canio's goal as well um, was just sublime. I absolutely love Trevor Sinclair. And I think in the modern day, when we've got the kind of, you know, we've kind of swapped wingers, haven't we? So, you, you know, yeah, yeah. it used to be you get to the byline, you put a great cross in, but now it's very much focused on cutting in on your favoured foot. I think Trevor Sinclair cutting in on his right, he'd be, oh, I'd love to have him. Oh yeah, he was, he, he was just he was just the right person for the right role, wasn't he? Just yeah. just slotted in like he meant yeah. to be in that position, and you absolutely, know, arguably, completely resurrected his career because he was going on yeah. a, a QPI. He had the feet, yeah, everyone knew about the you know the bicycle kick and stuff, and he had the dreadlocks, and then he's just like, and then he came back and he went back up, back in the squad for the World Cup, and then Man City off he went. But no, yeah, I loved him. I loved him. And he's and what I really like is there's some players who who really interact well with fans on Twitter and stuff. Absolutely, one of them. Yeah, well, Trev he actually started following me on Twitter when I was in I was in Les Mis, and I don't I. I can't quite remember how it how it happened, but I remember the notification coming up saying Trevor Sinclair follows you, and I was running around my dressing room going, "He's <laughs> brilliant!" And I actually I think it's just because he just interacts really, really well. He just loves yeah. to hear from fans, and um, yeah, yeah, he's brilliant. He's a he's, he's a proper fan player, and uh, yeah, I love him. Yeah, Trevor yeah, yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah, yeah, and the little girl who's singing there at the castle going, "What's going on there?" No. no. <laughs> Guess that's like, that was like my daughter's first singing, first song she learned to sing. Castle on the Cloud. Oh yeah, Castle on the Cloud. Yeah, brilliant. Um, but yeah, no, I know what you mean, and it's it's weird, isn't it? Like a follow or a like is is the modern day equivalent of an autograph, really? Because absolutely, yeah. Laugh. Well, it's like or a self, you know, and it's it's like, yeah. I, I mean, Trevor when he likes my ones, I'm like, oh my god, Trevor Sinclair likes my thing. <laughs> I'd like, I'd I'd Rio like comment on one of my posts once wow. like, when, when I interviewed Tony Carr. He just went legend, and I went. You talking about Tony or me? Um, yeah. yeah then, he, then nothing. After I said, "Are you going to come on my show?" and he's like, "No, he didn't say nothing." <laughs> but yeah, no. And he was yeah. Trevor's one. There's lots of interaction. There's another yeah. couple. You know, Bish. Uh, I mean, as well. I mean, yeah. 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 He, he's he's brilliant, and um, yeah. and it makes such a difference. You know, just to from a fan's perspective you think god these guys still love the club and stuff and yeah, it doesn't take a lot does it just a, right. lot, a lot you gotta just click the little heart button and that's it you're done man absolutely and, um, yeah makes yeah. a lot okie dokie right so trevor sinclair is in uh next player then where would you like me to go right um center mid or right mid just go go get you go across go, so go center mid and go go and go center mid has got to be nobs yeah Got to be nobs. Um, I think. Um, I think he may well be the last of an of an of a kind, really, a last of an era of people like the one club. You know, I'm, I'm sure there'll be people that will only play for one club, but to to play that many games for one mm. club. Mm. When you think as well that we don't, you know, we don't play in the Champions League or Europa Cup. You know, we don't. We don't have an awful lot of extra games for him to play. You know, mm. he's. Just, he's it, for, for someone at West Ham to play 500 games yeah. is a lot harder than, you know, someone at, at City or United to play. Yeah. You know, yeah, I know what I mean. And I think he may well be the last of a, of a breed of, of person who plays that many games and be a one club man. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, he, he, for me, uh, similar to Julian Dix as well, you know, I think 
people, myself included, sometimes forget actually how what a great player he is, you know. Yeah. And like I said earlier on that season when Tevez kept us up on the last day, I thought his performances were just as important in the build-up yeah. to that. Him and Rob Green. Yeah. And I think, oh yeah, I think for him not to have got an England call-up, I think with a passion that he played, I think England have just missed that kind of player who just, you know, puts everything into yeah. everything. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I love Mark Noble. I love Mark Noble. And, um, yeah, I know we get, you know, we give him a bit of a hard time sometimes. But it's, um, yeah, it's in, I, I don't know if you saw, Jamie Redknapp was interviewed after one of our games on, on Sky. And he said, you know, a lot of the a lot of the homegrown players at West Ham are the ones that get the, the stick. And, and and he's right, actually. I sort of don't think, I, I had a little think about it. I was thinking, you know, you know, obviously there's Frank Lampard, you know, he used to get a lot of stick. Um, and everyone's got their own opinions on 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 Frank Lampard, but you know you look at like James Tompkins as well. You know he, he was another one. Sort of it it felt like we we all jumped on his back. You know it feels like yeah. those homegrown players. We're so desperate for him to do well. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's um, what it is. We have so much more invested in them. Yeah, it seems than a than a you know uh, I don't know like a. Uh, Luis Jimenez, for example, there's a blast in the past. Um, but yeah, no, it's true. We do invest so much more love into the player, and it's like, uh, I mean, with Mark as well. I think people, although it seems the last sort of since restart, we found this position which seems to just work yeah, at the moment. Yeah, it's weird, you know. I never really thought Mark Noble would be a ten, but it, no, it sort absolutely. of works at the moment. Um, but I, I know what you mean. He, he's he's the last of a of a very very. Is a dying breed having a player who would play that many games for that club, let alone West Ham, but let alone you know Premier League at all. Um, and having a testimonial, you know, having a testimonial yeah. is extremely rare in the modern day. Yeah. Um, you know, back in the day, well before our time, every year was a testimonial year, but now you don't get that. Um, and remember Julian Dick's testimonial when there was, yeah, a... yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was like 20 players having a brawl. Oh, it's just like. But it's like it's funny when he interviewed um, Tony Gale. He said, "Oh, I really fucked up on the on my scheduling because his one was on a Sunday and they'd played at home on the Saturday, so no one's going to go to two games." And and he had like eight thousand people playing at Republic of Ireland or whatever. He's like, "I buggered it right up, to be honest." But like, at least you're honest because then they actually need the money, weren't it? Really, it's part of their retirement package. Um, but you're right. I mean. I think a lot of people would love there to be at least one more person who scores 500 go, go games with being Mr. Rice, but I mean, he's done 99 Premier League games already. He has already, yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't like, feel like he's been, been around long enough to do that. But, and, yeah. to, and to play every minute of every Premier League game, yeah. there's only four other people, or he's one of four or something ever. Yeah. I don't think no one's made enough of that. You know what I mean? No. It's a huge, no. huge achievement. Um, and I just think he's, Mark's got so much to give to the team and to the club. That yeah. Um, that yeah, I mean next year we know he's going to be club captain, and probably yeah. Deck is going to be team captain. You know, yeah. they, that's happened and before. We're all quite, we're all ready for that, I think. Yeah, but you know, um, but yeah, I think yeah, I do like. And it's, and it's nice to have a player who's a fan. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I just think he just brings so. Much, I mean, I've seen him on the sitting in a disabled bays at the moment, where the uh, that's where the the squad that don't pit aren't pit sit um, for yeah. the games. And he is like a fan. He he, he he's a fan. He kicks every ball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, he was like when Yarmolenko scored that third goal against Chelsea, and he literally, as soon as that whistle had gone, he, he leapt over the barrier, could have buggered his ankle up nowhere, yeah. and just just to get down the touchline a bit as quick as yeah. possible. Yeah, um, that's a proper and, fan, and that's a proper captain, and he's yeah. um yeah, proper captain. That's the right way of describing yeah. him, definitely. All right, Nobles is in. Who's next? Michael Carrick is my oh good, my on, next. good on Mickey Carrick. Now, Michael Carrick was probably the player I was, and I know it sounds crazy, but he was he was the one I was most gutted about losing yeah. in that generation. You know, I know we bought we bought through all those incredible players, but Michael Carrick, I felt he was he was the one who we kind of relied upon. You know, you could kind of you could kind of lose Frank Lampard from the team, and you could lose. Yeah. Rio from the team, you know. I know Rio went on to be probably of his time the one of the one of, if not the best centre back in the world. But he wasn't that for us, you know. As far I as mean. You know. um, and I just felt that Michael Carrick was when he was with us was far more integral to our team than than any other of that golden generation. And um, you know, and he came down with us as well and spent a season down with us um, when you know a lot of the others seemed to want to jump ship and yeah I just I just love Michael Carrick and um yeah I thought he was superb player um and uh, and probably the one that you that I you could tell he was going to be incredible mm. whereas I think with a lot of the others you know like you Frank Lampard, you know we were a bit surprised at how brilliant mm. they became you know um but yeah with mm. Michael Carrick I wasn't surprised because I always thought he was fantastic yeah no, I know what you mean. He just and he's done it every club he's got, he's been to. Yeah. So obviously us, he left and there's a massive hole. Spurs and he, massive hole, yeah. and Man United he retired massive hole. Yeah. Um, exactly, and yeah. I, I think actually, I think to be fair, he goes he's gone under the he goes under the radar a bit in that conversation when you talk about the golden generation, because yeah. it is about Rio, it is about Frank, it is yeah. about Joe, and he's always yeah. seems to be the fourth one. And I don't think that's fair because I think he. Of what you said, he was always going to be a. He, he he blossomed a lot quicker than the others, I think. Yeah, and he always had time. You know, he wasn't quick, but he always seemed to. I don't remember him ever giving the ball. I'm sure he did, but maybe in my claret tinted glasses. But I don't remember him giving the ball away, or he always just seemed to be composed. You know, yeah. like Trevor Brooking yeah. back in the day, yeah. by all accounts, Absolutely. he yeah. would just get the ball. wasn't quick, yeah. but he'd always have time and beat a man. And um, yeah, we, don't, we don't often have a lot of composed players at West. No. No, no, God, no. You certainly don't. You certainly don't. Right, okay, Carrick is in. Who is next? Who's in the are we going right wing, probably? Right wing field? Right wing now. Um, so, once again, I've kind of swapped them. Um, yeah. Joe Cole on the right wing. Yeah. Um, now, I know Joe wasn't really, you know, I, I feel that he's kind of, his, his career was uh, ruined a bit by Mourinho playing, playing him as yeah. a winger. I think he could have been, you know, great in that kind of Gaza role, you know, oh, that he never really got a proper chance to do anywhere. Um, but yeah, I put him on the right wing. I know that's not where his uh, favourite position would be. Um, but I, ju I just thought he was probably um, uh, the most naturally gifted player yeah. that, we've, that has come out of that academy, uh, certainly in, in my lifetime anyway. Um and he was the same age as us, you know, he was, he was, yeah, I remember, yeah, no, really. I remember when he made his debut and it was like, oh my God, you know, because it seemed like we'd heard of Joe Cole forever. 
yeah. since he was like 12 years old. Have you heard about this kid? Have you heard about this kid? Mm. Um, and it, it was like we were all waiting for the day that Joe Cole became old enough to play for the first team. And then when he did, it was so exciting. And and because he was, I think he's exactly the same age as me. And uh, so it's that kind of, <laughs> when he retired, I was like, okay. There's really no chance now. For yeah, they're yeah. definitely going to break into a, a late run and Ian Wright style of, you know, sending yeah. into the Premier League, yeah. Yeah, but I did, yeah, I thought he was fantastic. I love Joe Cole. Um, my mum's my, my uh, partner was a plumber and and he, he redid Joe Cole's bathroom. And uh, so he had to take out all of Joe Cole's, you know, old bath and, and sink and... and uh, he put Joe Cole's toilet in my mum's downstairs toilet. So every time I sat on the toilet at my mum, I'd always choose to go downstairs. And every time I was like, Joe Cole sat here. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I'd imagine what Joe Cole had done on that toilet. Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, I like you reading. It's just, he seemed, yeah, you're right, because we knew about him from the age of like 12 or whatever, he seemed to have been at the club for years and years and years and years. And it's like, yeah. in, in retrospect, not, not compared to the rest of his career, he sort of bookended it at West Ham before and yeah. after. But um, yeah, you're right. It was just, it was like, you know, I was listening to the other day, obviously Fergie would phone up Harry every day, every week. How's yeah. the magician coming on and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a shame because you're right, he would have been, if they... I mean, no one plays with a free role now. It's the only trouble now. Everyone's too positioned. But he was your archetypal free role player. Absolutely. And um, if we'd, yeah, if only, if only. He'd be revered in the same, I mean, he won bloody loads of stuff for it, you know, but who yeah, knows yeah. what he could have achieved if he, uh, same, with, same with like Rio. I think Rio got ruined when he went to Man United. I think they took that sort of um, attacking ball coming out of defence yeah. side of his business, of his, of his game out. And, Again, he could have been in the same breath as Breze and people yeah. like that. But yeah, um, very true. But yeah, yeah. <coughs> all right. We'll put Joe in. <laughs> right, Joe is in. Let's go. Let's go. Obviously, up front. We're going up front now. Up front. Another easy one, Paolo Di Canio. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I just, I just adored him, and it feels like you know. I know he played at loads of clubs, but I felt like West Ham was his club. I felt he kind I mean, of, yeah. you know, it, it felt. It almost felt like he was an academy player. I know, you know, I know he was like virtually retirement age by the time he came to us, but it just kind of felt like felt like it, it was always meant to be that Paolo Di Canio mm-hmm. came to us. Um, and uh, yeah, I I just adored him, and he was um, yeah, you know, harking back to that romantic time when it was it was exciting to be a West Ham fan. He was yeah. very a part of that, and uh, yeah, I loved him. Yeah, it was brilliant. Right? It was just box office, wasn't it? He? he was part of these, part of that red nap sort of seven years. I mean, he was red nap was a manager for seven years. You don't get that anymore now, you know. Um, but um, but yeah, no, he was just just box office, wasn't he? He was like, well, you you go to a game excited about what would happen. You just didn't know what was going to happen, no. what subplot we was going to have. Yeah, yeah. You know, what what protagonists were going to come in? Was Paolo going to have one of his? Oh games or was he have his mesmeric games didn't know and that's why people loved it because he was so he was just, and he, yeah i mean as i said the guy's got a bloody west Ham tattoo you know that's absolutely that says everything that just puts yeah. me you know because yeah. I, I mean i haven't got one you know so it's like you know he's uh, fair play to him absolutely. okay right paolo is in and who is the last paolo piece? did the last one and i've um 
I've still got I've still got both names down here because I still cannot decide. <laughs> um, one's 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 Tony Cotty, um, but the, the my and I love Tony Cotty. He lives around the corner, and I sit. Yeah. I, I saw him running along South End Seafront the other day, and he still looks like he could put in forty-five minutes for us. Actually, he was he looked good. Um, uh, but it's, I think with Tony Cotty, it's 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 very romantic. Yes. By the time I got into West Ham, you're right. I know already you're had his like glory day, you know, him and McAvenny, yeah, and, yeah. and so my love for Tony Cotty is more what I've learned about him rather than yeah. Russell. Um, you know, he came he came back and and, and did for pretty well. You know, scored scored a fair few goals for us, but he didn't he didn't light us up like he did that first that I first. Know what which I don't remember. Yeah. So, and and my other one is Tevez because, and and that's because he's for all the other reasons. Yeah. I went. I think I I, I went to all of those games. Uh, certainly the latter half of that setup because of what I do for a, a job. It's it, it needs me to be out of work for me to go and see West Ham basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So um. But I think uh. Yeah. I. I I managed to go to all of those games in that season that we um, that we just stayed up, and um, and so I got to see him, and I got to you know I really got to really yeah, got yeah. to experience Tevez, um, and just thought he was phenomenal, um, and of course we all learn, you know, in later years that he you know he's got no loyalty to anyone Tevez, but at the time it really felt like he you know he gave us his all, yeah. um, so. Um, I'm gonna go Tevez. I'm gonna go Tevez. I think it makes more sense for you, as you said. Yeah. You, you, you got a more. I think the Cotty thing is more, um, as you said, romantic. I'll Tevez has a real, he has a real, you know, review yeah. on that particular side. But and you, and you said, and actually, there's a cracking story that uh, when I interviewed Anton, he told me about Tevez. In that um, he, he really, really, really wanted to integrate himself with the West Ham players. Right. Uh, Mascherano, not so much, but Tevez no. did. So much, so much so that they went, they did like, you can imagine them more than going to a London nightclub or whatever. And they did. And yeah. Tevez turned up with his interpreter. And really? like, it was, apparently it was on the dance floor sweating like buckets. <laughs> and his interpreter was interpreting everything he was saying to the boys who were then talking and it's just like i can just picture it you know some sort of argentinian tango dance from, from Kalitos and um <laughs> and you're right he just and that and you know the other day he said that you know the a team will come back to in europe with us stan and yeah. you think he's played for united city juventus yeah. you know and he'd come back and he'd come that's back to that's mental yeah. i mean the whole thing around it I think, and that's why I, I, not, it's not just him the way he played but obviously the way he joined and just yeah. The weird, you know, you were, I mean, I was the man of the water cooler, you know, when he signed, you know, clapping, yeah. clapping my back. Oh, well done, Russell. Yep, thanks. I did yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah I, did, I negotiated the whole thing myself. Um, and even to, <laughs> and even talking to the players, you know, when I, you know, about, oh, I interviewed oh, like John Pantsel and people like that. And they're saying, yeah, yeah. what was it like? What was it like? You know, and he's like, one day you just turn up to Chadwick and there's two international players there. Yeah. 
um i i didn't know what to do and he was like football is just football but that just was just so weird yeah and uh it's just the whole thing was strange. i mean you know i looked at the picture the other day of pardew with both of them and they looked they looked like they'd just been off the not off the boat but it's like just they'd just been like you know kidnapped and they were coming out they were like you know where am i yeah okay right and then you've got to go to chad <laughs> so you got to go. So where are the Moby Dick pubbies? You got to go down there. What yeah. you know, like just dumped into the East London. Like what am I doing in Essex, man? But uh, that yeah. is good, good fun, good fun. Tom, man, it's been great. It's been lovely, oh, lovely. Thank you. I could have sat and chatted all day. It was lovely. Me thank too. You very much. Me too. And, I, and, and sometimes I have to stop myself because I know I could easily go on three or four hours without really doing. But anyway, we'll, we'll um, yeah, whenever we, we'll, we'll, we'll meet for a winkle uh, in, at Lee. So we'll do that. Yeah, so I'll be right. And uh, thanks, mate. I really appreciate your time. And obviously, Pleasure. you know, sending the sending the kids off to to the ice cream parlor. You know, it's brilliant. Thank God, thank you, yeah. Yeah, come back. Okay, but they didn't bring you nothing back, though. No, of course they won't. Of course they didn't. Of course they didn't. <laughs> um, but anyway, thank, cheers, Tom. And obviously, thanks everyone for watching. You know, like, share, subscribe. Um, until the next time, for me and Tom, take care. Come on, you irons. You just, you've got to do it. Don't you just got to do it? One person does it. It's like the macaroni. Um, and until next time, take care, everyone. Stay safe, and we'll see you again very, very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.